my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. everyone, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I am completing the Joey comedic career journey series with season five, episode six, The Legend of Ranger Joe, which aired October 22nd, 1991. In this episode, Joey hits a string of great luck. He gets free cable, concert tickets, and job interviews. Well, a job interview. He even gets a date with a hot girl. But then his luck runs short when his interview comes along. Michelle learns to tap and really annoys Stephanie, who taught her to tap. She annoys her so much that one day the shoes go missing. Who do you think took them? Jesse debates what to name his twins when they are born and accidentally reveals to DJ that he has a secret about his past. We later find out that he got his name changed in kindergarten. Yeah, I cannot see Nick or Irene naming Jesse what he supposedly says his name actually was. Uh Uh-huh, I don't think so. This episode's got a 7.0 out of 10 based on 258 ratings. Guest starring Barney Martin as Ranger Roy. You may know Barney Martin, who passed away in 05, is most known for playing Jerry Seinfeld's father, Morty, on Seinfeld from 91 to 98. We also have guest starring Colleen Morris, Linda the Cable Girl. We have Taj Mori as Teddy. And Michael J. Shea as stage manager. Directing this episode, Joel Swick. Writers Jeff Franklin. Boyd Hale. How interesting. Because Steve... Steve Hale. Or Stephen Hale. Steve's last name. And Derek Boyd. Michelle's friend. I like Boyd Hale. They just took those two names. Like, we'll use those for last names for characters. Stacy Herr, story editor, and Jeff Schmiel, or Schimmel, as story editor. All right. Oh, we got connections. I love these. Joey guesses Deputy Dog's Wait for a Radio Show. Deputy Dog Show had 104 episodes that ran from 59 to 72. Bullwinkle Show. Joey mentions and imitates Bullwinkle. The Jetsons. Joey imitates Cosmo G. Spacely. Joey imitates Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Joey was wearing Ninja Turtle slippers. I actually had a pair of Ninja Turtle slippers. It seemed like the only ones that were available. And that's not criticism, but were Leo, Leonardo. Trivia. This is the 100th episode of the show. First appearance of Mr. Woodchuck. Well, that's right, because you hear Jesse mention in the last episode 
Joey Goes Hollywood, Jesse mentions that Woodchuck character, but we've never actually physically seen Mr. Woodchuck until now. In this episode, it is revealed that Jesse's birth name is Hermes. <laughs> yeah, right. The first time we see a segment of Danny and Becky's morning show, Wake Up San Francisco, since Full House, The Graduates. I mean, this is only the sixth episode of season five. I mean, it's not going to be in every single episode. Come on. Seriously. There's no goofs. Let's see if we have any. Yes, we do. By Dan Otto, we have Tappa Tappa Tappa, October 3rd, 2022, so just last year. Warning spoilers. A dark and sunny episode. Jesse's real name is revealed to be Hermes. The news of Jesse's real name shakes the family to the court. Okay, it seriously doesn't. They all laugh at him. See. Joey does Popeye impression creates a gets a great new job from Jerry Seinfeld's dad. A pretty girl agrees to go out on a date with Joey, but his bullwinkle impression loses her. Actually, no, that's not the case. We'll get into why she uh, breaks up with him or breaks her date. Joey finds out much later that he was fired because Danny forgot to tell him. Um. Okay, seriously, um, I'm going to not read the rest of this review because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> pretty much the only review. So, of course, before I officially get into the episode, I want to let all the Tanner newbies, a.k.a. the new podcast listeners, let you know where you can listen to the podcast. You can do so on SoundCloud and iTunes. Where you can find the podcast on social media is going to be Instagram, Twitter, and mainly the Facebook page. Just search Full House or Fuller House Podcast. The Elmer Atlanta Holy Tulipus Podcast will pop up. You can like it, follow it, so you know what series of episodes I'm doing for each month. I'm just giving y'all a heads up. If you are just tuning in for the first time to the podcast, I started this podcast back in April of 2019. And I started doing the podcast based not in episode by episode, air, by, air date by air date, but more by a series of episodes based on a theme, a character, stuff like that. But if you have been listening for a bit you probably already know that the full house portion of the podcast will be coming to an end very shortly since this is going episode is going to be out at the end of November and in December we'll be wrapping up the podcast the last series of episodes I'll be doing is going to be the not so great of season eight IML meaning in my opinion so please don't come at me with why do you not like this episode because Everyone's got their favorites. Some just appeal to me a little more than others. Some are just downright goofy and make no sense. But, um, again, it is what it is. So, yeah, we'll get through those. And then, of course, we have the one-hour series finale, usually with two-parter episodes. I do them both in one ep podcast episode. Then that will pretty much be it for Full House. And then in 2024, we'll be wrapping up the Fuller House portion. There are at least probably about 30-some episodes 
still to go through between season one and five of Fuller House. I will be doing releasing two podcast episodes a month. Each will have two episodes. Basically, you are getting four episodes a month, only in released as two episodes every two weeks. So, yeah. If you haven't yet and you'd like to get your voice heard on the podcast, I definitely advise to email right into the podcast at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to leave a review for the podcast, you can go to iTunes and leave a review. Just search Full House for Fuller House Podcast. The Only Atlanta Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up. Click on it, scroll down to where it says leave a review, and leave a review. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. And of course, lastly, again, if you're a Tanner newbie and just jumping aboard the Tanner train, a.k.a. the podcast... And you want to know what kind of podcast this Full House podcast, Fuller House podcast is. This podcast is an ears of all ages podcast. And what I mean by that is that anybody of any age can listen to it without fear of inappropriate content. The best way to find out whether a podcast is appropriate for young listeners is by looking at the rating. Usually anything rated E is going to be for expletive, which means inappropriate content that is not suitable for younger listeners. Anything rated C, like this podcast, is going to be clean. So, And I wanted to do this podcast, of course, because I love the show, grew up with the show, I love Fuller House, and I wanted a safe space where those that have grown up with the show and want a safe, family-friendly podcast to listen to could have that option and say they're introducing it to their children, playing it while their children are in the room and the via in the car. I wanted to be that safe space. So I really, honestly, after all these years, I really hope you have enjoyed the podcast. And I also want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Without further ado, let's jump into the cold open first and see the adorable minute or less footage that we get. See who they're going to focus on this time. And then we'll get into the legend of Ranger Joe. Alright, so this cold open actually does play into the episode. This is where Stephanie gives Michelle her old tap shoes. And she says, you're more than welcome to play with my old tap shoes. However, it's all about tap dancing as a style that requires grace and rhythm. Now, when I play this clip, listen as Stephanie says that because if you listen to Stan, there is something going on in the background. I don't know if it's someone's behind the scenes on set, whether they're using a stapling gun or just some noise in the background that's going on while this is being filmed. I'm just like, you couldn't have waited until after this scene was taken care of? Come on. Or you know they do these scenes more than once. You couldn't have had another take that didn't have this interference in the background. And Michelle says, I got grace and rhythm. She prepares to demonstrate. Okay, so there is a tap, I'm guessing this is a thin wooden board or wooden sheet or something that's used for, I don't know if it's used for tap dancing, but Michelle is just clomping, stomping around. I'm like, that's not grace, and that definitely is not rhythm. That's not... And Stephanie 
has tap shoes on so she can at least demonstrate how it is done. Not clomping around like a clawed horse. Michelle throws out her arms and says, how is that? Then Stephanie says, well, at least we know the taps work. Sounds like she was trying to dent those taps. Stephanie tells Michelle, all right, watch your big sister and see how it's done. Stephanie, duh, here's something already, even though it's a cold open, something in the running for worst outfit. She is wearing a really, it looks like a really stretched out yellow sweater. Like, really, really bright Crayola yellow sweater. And then she's wearing a black shirt underneath with like big white like I'm guessing they're flowers or just white spots or something and it just looks really not good. <laughs> As she was trying to go for the bumblebee look she failed. Oh did you have to do the song because Michelle's gonna do that ad nauseum until you just want to just smack your head against the carpet. <laughs> Uh, T for two and two for T and me and blah blah I like how she grabs Michelle's hand and they both start doing it. Oh, okay, now upon closer inspection, those are daisies on Stephanie's shirt. But it's still, duh, and she's got the black scrunchie to match, and I'm just like, I'm not about that. Stephanie unknowingly, unwillingly is created a tap. Monster. She sh Michelle's like shouting it at the top of her lungs while she's not even damn dancing. Pay for two and two for two. Don't drive anybody insane. And there's so many people in the house. Practice it out in the backyard. Somewhere else. Stephanie's like, okay, very good, Mich Michelle, you can stop. Michelle, please. I beg thee. Stop. Eventually, hopefully, Michelle's just going to wear herself out and fall asleep. <laughs> She's riding that tap dancing adrenaline high right now. Stephanie sits down at the table and just put the side of her head in her hand. She's like, what have I done? What have I created? A tap dancing monster. All right. So like I said, just listen. If you got to turn the volume off on this clip, listen to that part where she's staying. Stephanie's talking about style and grace. You hear something like fall or drop. <clears throat> or someone using a staple gun on a, on a set or something's going on in the background that most likely could have waited till after the filming was done. You are welcome to play with my old tap shoes. But keep in mind, tap dancing is a skill that requires grace and rhythm. I got grace and rhythm. <laughs>
right, so we come out of the intro. DJ's having cereal, getting ready for the school day. Jesse is packing Michelle and Stephanie's purple and pink lunchboxes. And he's thinking about the names for the twins. At this point, it's well into... Actually, it's early on in season five, and Becky is very, very pregnant at this point. So, of course, and they know they're having twins, so you could figure out two names. But I don't think that one spouse gets, should be able to pick both names. I think each spouse should be able to pick a name, which I think, I honestly think it's fair. Because here he comes, like, I, he's thinking about the names for the twins, because he says, I hope it's a boy and a girl, because then I can name them Elvis and... Priscilla, and I'm just thinking, Elvis and Priscilla were were married. It was just too weird having two siblings named Elvis and Priscilla. You know, Becky would never allow. She would not allow her child to be named Elvis. We already got an Elvis and Free Willy too. We don't. Well, actually, now that I think about it, Jesse would. Yeah, I, I talked about that in the Free Willy two movie. So. <laughs> And and DJ asks, well, well, wait, what if they're two girls? Because they don't know the gender of the babies until the babies are born. Because if they, she had asked, you know, once they found out that they're expecting twins, I mean, I would think at some point you could ask, like, if you want to know ahead of time what the gender is. So that way you can kind of think about names. You got nine months. Then... Nine months to think of names. And he says, well, we'll name them Priscilla and Elvessa. It's like, she's, Becky's the one carrying the twins. I think she's got as much right to name them, or more so than you. But, yeah, she would not allow that. But the names I do pick for the twins, Nikki and Alex, and the reasons why. I mean, I get Jesse's 100% naming his son after his father. Becky's with her naming... Alex, after her teacher who inspired her to go into journal. I mean, it's not like she was going to name her son Kenneth after her father. Like, no, Nick, Nikki, and Kenny? I don't know about that. And DJ, she says, so, okay, if you have two boys, are you going to name them Elvis and Priscilla? And of course, Jesse, you know, you know, DJ, I, I, I didn't think about that. That, that's good. And Jesse, I, I get the importance of a name and everything like that because he says it's so important what you name your kid because that basically sets them up for life, it determines their entire future based on just their name. And Jesse says, do you think I'd have a cool band and great hair if my name was Marvin, Marvin and the Rippers? Ugh. And DJ is asking a good question, because she asked, why are you so obsessed with this name thing? Aunt Becky isn't. In fact, we never even have, had Becky really have a concern or any uh, anything like that about the names of the kids. In fact, I don't think we've seen a, until this episode, we have not, well, wait a minute. No, remember in season two with the um with the episode Baby Love and neither Nikki or Alex wound up with the names Dustin or Prescott. That 
I don't know. To me, just Prescott sounds too close to Preston. When I, of course, I think Preston, I think Blank Check, the movie. Actually, now that I think about it, Prescott sounds more of a last name than a first. And then, of course, when I think of Dustin, I think of Stranger Things. And he, Jesse lets us slip. He says, well, I just don't want my kids going through what I went through. And he realizes, he turns and realizes that DJ's, you know, <laughs> still there. And he maybe shouldn't have said that. He says, uh, never mind. And DJ's not going to let this go. She says, never mind what? And Jesse looks over his shoulder and says, just never mind. Never mind. Forget I said anything. And, D yeah, DJ is definitely not going to let this go. She'll be fine. Um, you have a secret? I'll uh, just uh, start digging through your past until I, uh, and Jesse asks, until you what? And she says, never mind, never mind. All she has to do is call her grandma up on the phone and talk to her. You know Irene would dish on that. You know she would. I hope the twins are a boy and a girl because I picked up the perfect names. Elvis and Priscilla. Well, what if they're two girls? Well, I'm uh, Priscilla and Elvessa. So if you get two boys, you're going to name them Elvis and Priscilla? See, I didn't, I didn't think about No, that's good. See, i got to think this through. See, it's so important what you name your kid because it, it can determine the whole personality, you know? I mean, you think I'd have cool hair and a great band if my name was Marvin? <laughs> Marvin and the Rippers? I don't think so. Why are you so obsessed over this name thing? Well, I don't want my kids going through what I... Never mind. <laughs> Never mind what? Never mind. I'll just go digging through your past until I... Tell you what? Never mind. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So, Joey comes downstairs wearing his robe, and he just looks like he's had a night. He just looks literally wiped. Like, he got, like, next to no sleep. And... Jesse pours Joey a cup of coffee. He's like, hey, Joe, look good. So Jesse asks Joey how his act down at the club went. And Joey says, yeah, I pretty much bombed. Those foreign tourist groups are just... Yeah, he says those foreign tourist groups are tough crowds. He, he had to keep waiting for the interpreter to, uh, to translate his bullwinkle. And Joey's just like, ugh, my life is going nowhere. And Jesse's like, come on, Joey, what happened to that goofy, smiley Joey we all know and love? And Joey says, he's gone forever, man. No matter what I do, I can't catch a break. I'm like, come on, man. I mean, you got to be in a... Well, I mean, the pilot never actually aired. With Frankie and Annette. And I don't know anything about how that car cartoon came out, because we never heard anything else about it after that episode. You were on Star Search... I mean, it's not like your life is going nowhere. And Jesse's like, man, come on, it's a brand new day. Just look at it that way. And Joey's like, yeah, until I read my bad review in the paper. That could have been, honestly, anybody who just probably wouldn't have been so so great. I mean, Joey, I doubt it's your, ba your bullwinkle and your stand-up. Hey, 
see. There's a paper strike, according to Jesse, down at the newspaper. So Jesse says, your luck's working in your favor already. It's starting to turn around. KFLX Radio. Well, is this a, or I thought it was KFLH. I don't know. But apparently back in the, in the day, in the 90s, maybe even sooner, like, radios would just call random phone numbers in hopes that they could get a, a winner for a trivia question. And Jesse says, no, we don't know how much deputy dog weighs. What am I, an idiot? Joey's like, Jesse, don't hang up. Don't hang up the phone. Joey happens to know how much deputy dog weighs. And Joey says, without his gun and badge, Deputy Dog weighs exactly 43 pounds. So Jess, Joey is happy. He's like, hey, Jess, I just won two tickets to the Donnie and Marie ream. So I was like, hey, yeah, okay, cool. I will be by to pick up the radio station and you just pick the tickets up. And Joey says, no, thank you. Oh, so Joey gets off the phone and says, oh man, I can't go get the tickets. I gotta wait for the cable guy. They're supposed to be here between 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. That is ridiculous. It's like you gotta like clear your entire day to just sit home and wait for that person to show up. Ugh. What has Jesse got going on right now that he can't be like, hey, run and get the tickets. I'll chill out at home and I'll, you know, if the cable person shows up, it'll be, then it's taken care of. But at least, I mean, give him that little window of time so he can run and grab those. Is that how it works, though? I mean, you win something and then you have to go down to the radio station and get it? Or do they mail, like, I always thought it's like, They'll say, hang on the line, we'll get your information, and then, you know, we'll send it to you in the mail. You're not going down on the station to, to grab it. Why? That sounds like... The only radio station I ever visited, and that was once in high school, was WGRD that played, um, like, alternative rock and stuff like that, and... I guess one of the teacher, one of my teachers, like, had an in with one of the people that worked at the station, so we got to tour it. It was really cool. Um, it's, didn't really have a lot going on. It was just a radio station in the night. It's still going on to this day, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I can't, I mean, I probably could go online and listen to it, but, uh, not here in Texas. Actually, yeah, when I, when, when my music taste started changing, I was listening to, like, Alanis Morissette, Bush, Counting Crows, somewhere in that realm. It was just, that was WGRD. But it just seems, it seems like now it's like something that you're like, okay, I need to make an appointment. We don't have cable anymore, thank goodness. We have like a bunch of streaming sites that pretty much equal what a cable bill would come to. I remember when our cable bill, I swear it was like almost a hundred dollars and it was ridiculous because half the time it's like there's nothing on to watch and even now with these streaming services like they have so much stuff but the one thing you want to watch is not on any of these five or six plus streaming services you have. Then what? It's like what's the point? Each of them is practically almost $20 a pop. 
it's just nuts. When they first started these streaming services, they were like 10 bucks a month. And now it's just, it's outrageous. But even still, it just seems like when you could set an appointment for them to come out, you could like, okay, you set it for sometime in the following week. That way you can hopefully take a day off of work. So, but you still have to clear your day and be there for that eight-hour window time frame that they would show up for. I still remember the day that we had two different repair people coming in from two. Like, one was from, like, the, the cable company or satellite company, and the other one was, like, for our furnace. It was in the fall and our furnace wasn't turning on as it should, which is amazing because our house that we have was like built in 55 and when we bought it in 09, the furnace was like older than Methuselah, <laughs> yet it still managed to last for over 11 years living in that house. It's like, it, it was amazing. <laughs> the person actually had to invent a part that didn't exist for the furnace. It was hilarious. But yeah, speaking of radio station contests, um, W, what was it, uh, WCSG, no, WCUZ, I think, uh, the one that's 93.7 WCUZ, I think. Anyway, um, I remember there was a contest, it was way back in like 1991, when 101 Dalmatians had come out on VHS finally, and they're doing a contest where you could call and if you can get their, like, radio DJ to laugh, like really laugh at a joke, you'd have a shot at winning the VHS copy of the movie. And my sister called in for me, and they laughed a little, but it wasn't like a gut-busting laugh. So, but I, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know my 101 Dalmatians VHS. So you know how I wound up getting that movie. But there's another instance with a radio station. They had like a, like Moolah the Cash Cow or some, some type of thing that I think you had to like, it was a segment called Guess What He's Holding in His Hand, or maybe that's not it. It was, like, maybe they're two different segments. Anyway, I was riding with a relative, and she was taking her kids to a his basketball practice or something, and on the radio, because I had my Walkman, I was listening on the radio, and all of a sudden, I hear my grandma's voice on the radio. I'm like, it's grandma, it's grandma. And my aunt's, like, looking around, like, where, where? I'm like, she's not her. Her voice is on the radio. I swear that I don't know what she how much she would have won or what she won, but still it was pretty cool. Like, I know this person. There's a knock on the door and Joey's like, no way. I'm not that lucky. It's like literally his luck from the phone call to the, the newspaper strike to the cable person, just boom, 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 right in a row. It's like, you got a red letter day. Cause Everything's going coming up, Joey. Look at this nice lady here. Oh, cable woman. I can't believe his luck with this lady. So she, this is Linda. She, another Linda. Remember Linda from season one? Um, Danny's very first date. This is not the same person. But this lady, and I'm not wearing my glasses, but she looks like a ringer between Alicia Silverstone and Christine Taylor. 
Was it Christine or Christy Taylor? One of them, who played Marsha Brady in the Brady Bunch movie, in the very Brady sequel, and the Wedding Singer. She she does definitely kind of look like her. It's not it's not the act, but closely resembles. And Joey says, "You're the cable guy." And he says, "Hold on a second. Shuts the door, kind of smooths his, his wild, uncontrollable mane of hair down. And he reopens the door and he like smooths his hair out and says, "Oh, come right in. The TV's in the living room." She knows him. She says, "You're you're Joey Gladstone, aren't you?" She says, "I have seen your act. You're you are very funny." Well, that he's got an in right there with this lady. He says, well, you must have seen it in English. Ninja Turtle slippers were an adult. Cool, cool. I those I had those exact same slippers only in child size. So she goes into the living room to look at the TV, and Joey says, Hey Jess, I think she likes me. How do I look? Joe Jesse this whole time has he's sitting on the chair backwards, just sipping his coffee. He's got Rips in the knees of his jeans. And Jesse says, well, you got the Hugh Hefner robe thing going for you, so that's a plus. I'd buff up the Ninja Turtle slippers. And I like how Joey says, well, I buffed him once, but I'll buff him again. And he's like, as he's walking, he's like buffing like the heel of the slipper against the back of his legs. <laughs> hey, Joe. You look good. How'd your uh, act over at the club last night? I bombed. Those foreign tourist groups are tough crowds. I had to keep waiting for the interpreter to translate my bullwinkle. Thank you and good evening. After I did not practice, My life's going nowhere. Oh, come on. What happened to that happy-go-lucky, grinning Joey we all know and love? He's gone forever, man. Jess, no matter what I do, I can't catch a break. Come on, today's a brand new day. Yeah, until I read my bad review in the paper. Well, no paper today. There's a paper strike. See that? Your luck's already changed. Talk to me. Joey, it's KFLX Radio. Now I don't know how much deputy dog weighs. What am I, an idiot? Don't hang up! <laughs> Hello? Yes. Without his gun and badge, deputy dog weighs exactly 43 pounds. <laughs> really? <laughs> I just won two tickets to the Donnie and Marie reunion. <laughs> uh, my name's Joey Gladstone. I'll be by to pick the tickets up this afternoon. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, wait, I almost forgot. I gotta wait for the cable guy. He's supposed to be here between 9 and 6. No way, I'm not that lucky. <laughs> Hi, I'm Linda from Hilltop Cable. You're the cable guy? Hold on, don't move. <laughs> Come right in. The TV's in the living room. You're Joey Gladstone, aren't you? Uh-huh. I've seen your act. You are very funny. You must have seen it in English. <laughs> TV? <laughs> Jess, I think she likes me. How do I look? Well, you got the Hugh Hefner robe thing happening. That's a plus. But I'd buff up the Ninja Turtle slippers. I already buffed them once, but I'll buff them again. So when Joey comes in there, she's basically done. She says, 
Oh, uh, everything's pretty much taken care of here. I put a booster on your cable out back. Don't know what that is. And when she turns the TV on, we see this giant monster truck flattening, or about to flatten a school bus. And Joey says, wow, we've never gotten the truck and tractor pull channel before. And she smiles at him with raised eyebrows saying, oh, let's just say that's our little secret. I'm sure it costs money. How is she doing this? Is that what, what the booster is? You get extra channels and I have to pay extra? When Joey says, oh, thanks, Linda, the audience goes, woo! <laughs> and he says as she heads to the door, this is really turning out to be a great day for me. And of course, she's like, not for me. And she says, I tried to get Donnie and Marie tickets and they are sold out. Joey... His jaw's, like, on the floor in surprise, because, hello, he just won Donnie and Marie tickets. And he says, that's amazing. I just won two front row seats. You want to go? And I'm surprised she doesn't say something to the effect of, is gasoline expensive? <laughs> of course I want to go. And her eyes, like, are so huge. She's so excited. She's like, oh my gosh, this sounds so great. Here's my number. She pulls out her card and writes her number on the back. She says, I love your slippers. And Joey says, I'll wear them tonight. <laughs> yeah. You know, noticing she's got the tool belt on, I almost kind of, it kind of makes me think of home improvement with Heidi or Lisa, the tool girl. Jesse, Jess, I got the date. I am on a roll of a lifetime. Has anyone ever had it where they've had a day where it's just everything's going right? Everything, I mean, everything you want in the, in the grocery store is in stock and ready to roll. Anything like, or like, oh, they just got on the new, they got in the new, what have you, whatever you've been looking for and you haven't been able to find, you found it. Just, you're hitting all the green lights. All that, all that karma, all that good karma, all that stuff is just coming your way. And it's just like, gosh. But you, it almost feels like, you know, like, because all that good stuff's happening, like, eventually the shoe's going to drop. Because <laughs> you know if you have one of those days, odds are you've had a day where literally anything that can go wrong does go wrong. And those are just the days that make you thankful for all the better days that you have where everything goes right. And Jesse says, see, Joey, that extra buffing paid off. So they sit they sit on the coffee table and watch San Francisco, wake up San Francisco. The couch is right there. I don't think that coffee table, it's got glass in the middle of it. Like, I don't think that coffee table is meant to hold 
the weight of two guys that are probably over 150 pounds. So Becky and Danny are there. Becky is wearing her pregnancy outfit. She's very pregnant at this point. And she says, we're going to welcome our very special guest who actually works here right at Channel 8. And Danny adds, I grew up watching this man. He was like a father figure to me. And he said, <laughs> you know how Danny likes to ramble. Like, oh, um, I mean, not that he didn't have a great father figure. I mean, although, I mean, he did wear socks with his hand. Okay, seriously? I wear socks with Crocs when it's cooler out. During the summer, I don't wear socks unless I'm going to my job. And Becky has to, like, put a hand on Danny's knee and say, Danny, listen to me. You know this, okay? We're only a half-hour show. Let's welcome our guest. And Becky says this is the host of the cartoon Kitty Show, Ranger Roy. And look, it's Jerry Seinfeld's dad dressed up in a ranger shoot. And he says, howdy ho, little junior rangers. And Becky and Danny... Say, howdy ho, Ranger Roy. It just, honestly, I don't know why, but Ranger Joe just seems like it has a better ring than Ranger Roy. Even though Ranger and Roy are both R words, but even so. And the thing is, Becky grew up in, like, Nebraska. I mean, I'm pretty sure Ranger Roy wasn't, like, being televised in uh, Valentine, Nebraska. And, of course, <laughs> Joey... Says, oh, I used to love this guy. I used to watch him every day when I was a kid. Look <laughs> then. Jesse was about to give Joey, which is like, you don't say. Or I'm not surprised. So this is where Ranger Roy introduces the famous Ranger Roy bear hug, where you basically hug yourself. You have that sound. It's like you're pretending you're being hugged by Smokey the Bear. I mean, I know that he was putting out, you know, it used to be forest fires. Now it's like wildfires and stuff like that. But I don't know. Ranger, you know, Smokey the Bear, he just, he looks, he looks like a hugger. He really, really does. It just seems like over the years, it seems like they've done something with the look of Smokey the Bear where they made him kind of buff with, you know, pectorals and everything. It just really... It doesn't hit right. It's like he is an animal, okay? He is a bear. I'm not saying they can't have muscles, but when you humanize him by putting him in jeans, and he's always had the he's always had the smoking the bear ranger hat. But don't it's just they're humanizing it way too much, which also makes me another animal mascots like, um. McGruff the crime, the crime dog with the, uh, with the beige, um, jacket, um, detective jacket, where he says, take a bite out of crime, or even, like, OG Readmore, who would promote reading and stuff like that. Jesse looks at Joey just hugging himself, going, arr, arr. and Jesse says, <laughs> just shaking his head like, you got that date just in time, man. <laughs> so, it turns out this guy's been doing this show for 30 years, and he announces that morning that he and Merle the Squirrel will be retiring. Yes, he says, 
as Merle the Squirrel. We're packing up our nuts and we're moving to an enchanted condo in Florida. He does say, not to worry, Junior Rangers, I will be picking another person to carry on the cartoon fun. And you know this guy's going to pick. Like, he's just not going to pick willy-nilly. But then again, I mean, he's choosing who's going to be his successor and everything, but wouldn't Mr. Strawbridge also have a say in that? Because he later on is the one who fires Joey for not getting along with Jungle Jenny. And as soon as it's out of Joey's mouth, I'd be perfect for that job. Danny, it's like they have a psychic connection. He says, you know, my friend Joey would be perfect for that job. <laughs> Again, jaw on the floor. Joey's like, this This is just unreal, just how much good stuff is coming his way. And apparently Ranger Roy is interviewing that day and says, we'll bring him on down. We'll see, see what he's got to offer. And as Joey jumps up and says, Jess, this is a dream come true. And Danny says, I can't wait to tell him. Lucky day. How many buttons on John's, of Jesse's shirt are unbuttoned? I mean, I get it. You want to attract the ladies and whatnot, but come on. He hugs, Je Joey hugs Jesse saying, that's my lucky day. And Jesse says, if you want your luck to last, let go. Jess. I got the date. I'm on the roll of a lifetime. See that? That extra buffing paid off. <laughs> Let's wake up, San Francisco. Wake up. Hi, we're back with a special guest who works right here at Channel 8. I grew up watching this man. He was like a father figure to me. Not that I didn't have a great father. Although my dad sometimes did wear socks with his sandals, which got kind of cheesy. But... <laughs> We're only a half-hour show. Uh, here he is, the host of San Francisco's favorite cartoon kitty show, Ranger Roy. Howdy ho, Junior Rangers! Howdy ho, Ranger Roy! I used to love this guy. I used to watch him every day when I was a kid. Now everyone, give themselves an official Ranger Roy bear hug! Grrr. You got that date just in time. And now I, I have an announcement to make to all your viewers. After 30 years in the Enchanted Forest, me and my buddy, Merle the Squirrel, are retiring. Right, Merle? Right, Roy. We're packing up our nuts and moving to Florida to an Enchanted Condo. Don't worry, Junior Rangers. I'll be choosing a new ranger to carry on the cartoon fun. Well, that I'd be perfect for that job. You know, my best friend Joey would be perfect for that job. <laughs> I'm interviewing today. Bring him on down. Jess, can't wait to tell this is a dream come true. I can't believe it. It's, this is my lucky day. <laughs> if you want your luck to last, let go. <laughs> So now we're back in Stephanie and Michelle's room, and now that tap-dancing thin wooden board is moved over to the end of, basically it's at the foot of Michelle's bed. And she is just doing the tea for two, and you for me, and blah, 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 and it's just, Stephanie cannot take it anymore. The poor girl's trying to do her homework, and Michelle is just screaming at the top of her lungs as she's 
Not even really tap dancing. Like clomping. And she gets on Stephanie for not watching her. And Stephanie turns around like, Michelle, I watched you on the way to school. I watched you on the way home from school. I need a break and you need to stop. Wow, she says, I watched all the way to school. I watched during school. What, at recess? Do they share the same recess time? I mean, they go to the same school. And she had, I watched all the way home from school. I watched, and I watched, and I watched. I'm done. And then Michelle, not even Faye, says, good. Now watch this. And then she just goes right back to it. I honestly would have just went into the bathroom or into Joey's room and said, hey, Joey, I need a break from Michelle. Can I use your room to study? Because she, take the board away, go put it somewhere where she can't get to it. I mean, thankfully, she does eventually take the tap shoes away and say, enough's enough. So, this is where we are introduced to the official Mr. Woodchuck puppet. And I gotta say, I love Mr. Woodchuck's outfit. He's wearing a teal blazer with a blue shirt and then a mixture of teal and... Well, it's not a blue shirt, I'm sorry. It's kind of a... It might be magenta, maybe? It's more, like, purplish pink. And then, the, yeah, the tie's got a mixture of the, uh, it's almost like camo colors. Uh, camo colors, like, with, with the black and the, um, the fuchsia and the teal and a little bit of white mixed in on the tie. But I really, really like it. Whoever did the design for Mr. Woodchuck, I mean, I really like it. And Michelle is excited. She's like, hi, Mr. Woodchuck! And as Joey's Mr. Woodchuck said, I'm very hungry. We hear a slow applause. And he as Mr. Woodchuck asks, is that tap board made of? He looks up, looks down, looks left, looks right. Wood? Michelle, I mean, just her shy little excited smile on her face. She's just like, oh, yay, a puppet. They probably, you know, they've heard of the Woodchuck voice in season four. But now it's like, this is the physical Mr. Woodchuck brought into existence. Joey says how Mr. Woodchuck is going to audition with Joey at the Ranger Roy show today. I think that is so cool. I think that really helps the odds is to have a puppet element, kind of like Merle the Squirrel, Mr. Woodchuck the Woodchuck. And Joey just, he's like, hey, everything else has been golden so far. Of course I'm going to get this position because today is my lucky day. So he looks in his royal blue blazer so now if I could just find my car keys. Puts his hand in his blazer pocket and finds a $20 bill. And more luck finding that nowadays because most people I don't know care, don't really carry cash on them. I'd be like basically finding an extra $20 in your bank account. Is that a picture of Neil Patrick Harris back there on the wall next to Stephanie's Nelson poster? 
He goes into the inside pocket of his blazer and pulls out his lost banaka. Well, you might want to check the expiration date on that. But let me just say, like, things do not last forever. I bought a two liter of Diet Coke, right? And I'm drinking it, and I'm like, something tastes off about it. It's not, doesn't have the carbonate. Like, something just, it tastes, like, between no carbonation and flat. It just tasted not right. So I look at the date. I bought this, I'm recording this in, like, mid mid to late July, or mid to late August right now, this episode here, to go up in November. So, look at the date on this two liter. It's from the middle of May of this year. I'm like, how in the world did that get missed? Because Diet Coke is a very popular flavor. I would think, well, and it was at Walmart. Walmart, it was like, they're constantly replenishing. So how did something from May still be on the shelf? And I made sure today to check those expiration dates when I bought the two liters today. October of this year and November of this year, so I'm safe. He puts Vinaka, sprays Vinaka in his mouth and the woodchucks. I don't know what, I, I think so far... I think I'm going to give, I, I don't think I've ever given it to an inanimate object before, but I think Mr. Woodchuck may get to be a, the best outfit of the episode award, just because. It, I just love that color scheme. That's honestly, the Blue Beetle movie color scheme is the teal and the, like, magenta color. So Joey leaves, and Michelle says, want to see something amazing? I'd be like... No, I don't. And I would I would just walk out of the room. And I would just be like, I'm in the bathroom, leave me alone. Oh, Steph, you walked into that. Because as soon as Michelle says, you want to see something amazing? And Stephanie says, sure. And she just starts damn dancing again. Oh. Mich- Stephanie cannot roll her eyes any higher to the heavens if she, could, if she tried. I mean, I'm... A little sister of an older sister. Now, whether or not I did stuff to annoy my younger sister, I'm sure I did. I'm sure it, and the thing is, I don't have any younger siblings, so I never really experienced that. But I'm sure I most likely got on my older sister's nerves every once in a while growing up. I'd like you to meet a very special friend of mine. Say hello to Mr. Woodchuck. Hi, girls. Hello, Mr. Woodchuck. Hey, I'm very hungry. Is that chalkboard made of wood? Mr. Woodchuck's going to audition with me today at the Ranger Roy show. And I know I'm going to get it because today is my lucky day. <laughs> now, if I can just remember where I put my car keys. A $20 bill. This is my lucky day. <laughs> can you believe that? Huh? My lost Bonaca. I can't miss. <laughs> Want to see something amazing? Sure. 
So now we go down to the studio at the Ranger Royce set, and Danny says, oh, well, thank you for meeting with my f friend uh, Joey today. And Roy's like, yeah, no problem. So when Danny puts out a hand, we discover that R um, Ranger Roy actually suffers from a condition where he cannot stand to be touched by anyone. And the guy, yeah, he puts up his hands like, I never shake hands. And that's when Danny's like, yeah, that's right. You invented the Ranger Roy bear hug. And the cheeriness of Ranger Roy just disappears. He keeps backing away. He's like, get, get away from me. And Danny is concerned. He's like, what, what's the matter? And Ranger Roy says, you know, now that I'm retiring, I can let you know what's going on. He says he suffers from acute physical paranoia. And he says, anyone that touches me, I hyperventilate and break out in hives. And that's why I said, you know, that's why I started this whole hug yourself thing. Thanks for meeting my friend Joey. Good luck today. Tana, I never shake hands. Well, of course, you invented the Ranger Roy bear hug. Play one on me. Get away from me. What's the matter? Well, now that I'm retired, I can tell you the truth. I suffer from acute physical paranoia. Anyone touches me, I hyperventilate and break out in hives. That's why I started that whole hug yourself thing. Okay, so basically what I'm seeing here, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to pronounce this correctly, half a phobia, H-A-P-H-E, and then phobia. It's an intense, ir is this irrational fear? That sounds kind of insensitive. Um, fear of being touched. It is different from hypersensitivity, which is physical pain associated with being touched. People with haphophobia feel extreme distress over the thought of being touched. This anxiety can lead to physical symptoms like nausea, vomiting, or panic attacks, which could be the hyperventilating could also be a sign, you know, of the panic attack. So this other thing real quick does say that maybe it could be this phobia could be due to a negative experience with being touched or witnessing others go through a traumatic experience. Treatment options, including talk therapy and exposure therapy, can help people with aphophobia overcome the fear of being touched. So this here actually does say a physical symptom like hives and hyperventilation. So at least whoever wrote the script or for this particular scene did do their research, whether they looked it up in a book, maybe they spoke to somebody that is suffering from it to get more of a better understanding, at least for this character, so they can relay that to, unless uh, Bernie Martin already was aware of that. But either way, I mean, the actor does do a good job of portraying somebody like that. So when Joey comes on, and Danny calls Joey a comedy genius. This is the comedy genius I was telling you about. Now I gotta say, most of Danny's ties really are just not that great looking. Some are just absolutely atrocious. This one, I like. It's got muted neon colors to it. And what I mean, muted 
I, it kind of almost feels like they're kind of toned down, you know, like um, neon colors of brightness, and then you kind of mute the color a little bit, so that way it's more kind of faded, burnt out kind of look. Yeah. Well, when Joey goes, because, again, he doesn't know the situation. He goes to shake Roy, he wanted to say Roy Rogers, Rancho Roy's hand, and again, he Roy backs up, puts his hands up. But luckily, Danny jumps in there and shakes, like, shakes Joey's hand. Yeah, when Joey says, pleasure to meet you, sir, and Danny jumps in and shakes his hand and says, uh, he basically tells Joey good luck. And then he says, Joey, the man can't stand to be touched. He says, you can't touch him. And then Joey says, well, nobody can touch him. He's a legend. He's a living legend. And then Joey adds, if anyone's going to fill his hiking shoes, may as well be me. And then he introduces Ranger Roy to Mr. Woodchuck. So he asks Mr. Woodchuck, hey, Merle the Squirrel lives here in the Enchanted Forest. How would you like to live in this treehouse? And then Mr. Woodchuck, of course, everything that comes out of his mouth has to do with wood. So he says, I have been thinking of branching out. He actually takes Mr. Woodchuck and puts him on... The platform inside the little treehouse there. It's I like the set decoration. It's really adorable. So, yeah, Roy's like, oh, that's cute. What else you got? Yeah, Joey says, I can do every cartoon voice known to man. And then he does a little, like, medley of everyone that he can do. So he basically does Popeye, Bugs Bunny, Yosemite Sam, Mr. Spacely from Jetsons. And Astro. I loved Astro on the Jetsons. I actually saw the Jetsons movie in the theater when I was like eight or nine. I can't remember, but um, I liked it. One thing I really liked on the Jetsons was the fact like when Jamie put Elroy to sleep, he'd get to choose what type of dream that he had. I'm like, okay, it's 2023. Why don't we have something like that? If we don't have it before 2070, I, I'm going to be very upset and sad. <laughs> I want that. I want to have that. But yeah, he doesn't even have to go through any other applicants. I don't know if he has. He says, Gladstone, you're the man I've been looking for. And, of course, again, Danny really should have reigned Joe. I mean, I get it. He's excited. It's cool. But it's like... Danny should have said, hey, Joey, come here for a second. Okay, now that I look at Danny's tie, it actually, it's different than what I was looking at before. Because I think we're looking at it closer up. And Joey's like, really? I get I get the job? Thank you, your, 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 your highness, your woodsiness. He says, I love you. And he goes over and hugs him. And you just immediately... So, ugh, poor Roy, he is, he's not, and, and Danny's look of horror, of, oh my gosh, is this guy gonna need, like, a medic or somebody? He's, like, pulling, trying to pull Joey off of this man, just, Joey, stop hugging him. He's literally hyperventilating this man, pushing Joey away, trying to get away, as far away from him as humanly possible, and... Joey says, you have no idea what this means to me. I'm choked up, too. 
Danny finally pulls Joey, so just let go of the man. Yeah, his luck's about to run out. He's like, I gotta call my agent. This is the luckiest day of my life. And Ranger Roy just happens to have a paper bag on hand for something like this. Well, I mean, he probably does as a way because people don't know what to expect and what is actually appropriate to do. I mean, usually you think, yeah, when you're saying you're meeting someone, usually you throw out the old hand for a handshake, right? But at least he briefed Danny right away as soon as he saw the hand glide. He's like, look, don't, don't, don't touch, okay? Look, just, that's why I invented the whole hug yourself thing. I can't stand to be touched. He, he just, he has this, this paranoia. And we don't know why. I mean, it's not like he needs to go into it. Just, I have this condition. Please be respectful of it. That's all he's asking. So, looking at the set real quick, we have a giant white rabbit. We have a bear with a scarf and a tree. These animals, whoever did the set design, you need to go work for Disney because you're amazing. I just, I love it. Disney, or Don Bluth, somebody. Because I love this set design. And I like how it's got a... A log that has, like, carved letters, showing, like, carved letters, Ranger Roy on it. There's also mountains in the background. There's this, the backdrop of the sky. There's the tree with the little, um, it's not so much like a little tree house. It's almost like where Owl used to be in the 100-acre wood, like, in that little space. We have a giant fish jumping out of a pond. We have a... Frog rowing a boat that says SS Frogger on it. There's a, a handful of different birds in the tree there. Just I, I, I just, I love the set. I think it's so creative and colorful. Just so, the animals have great expressions of their, ugh. Howdy ho, Ranger Roy. Oh, this is the comedy genius I was telling you about, Joey Gladstone. Pleasure to meet you, sir. Good luck, Joey. You can't touch him. Well, nobody can touch him. He's a living legend. If anybody's going to fill his hiking shoes, it might as well be me. <laughs> Ranger Roy, uh, here, check this out, sir. Um, uh, Mr. Woodchuck, uh, Merle the Squirrel lives here in the Enchanted Treehouse. How would you like living there? Well, I have been looking to branch out. <laughs> Cute. What else have you got? Uh, well, basically, sir, I do every cartoon voice known to man. Well, blow me down low. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Doc? Ooh, I hate the rubber. Jetson, get in here. Roy, 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 Roy. Gladstone, you're the man I've been looking for. Really? I got the job? Mm. Oh, thank you, uh, Ranger Roy, sir, your, your highness, your, your woodsiness. I love you. <laughs> Stop hugging me, Joey. You don't know what this means to me. I'm just as choked up about this as you are. Just let, let go of the man. Thank you so much for the job. I got to call my agent. This is the luckiest day of my life. I noticed also there is a tent with like a little curtain inside of it that Ranger Roy comes out of to greet the the kids and the viewers and everything, and it's also got a weather vane on it. It's really, really cute. So he is now Ranger Roy, after Joey is like, left to call his agent. 
He is now breathing into a paper bag trying to calm himself down. And Danny says, you gotta forgive Joey. He really didn't know what he was doing. I mean, Danny tried to intercede or intervene and just like, you can't, you, Joey, you should have, I get it, he was excited, but it's like Danny's trying to show, tell you there's, you need to not, you need to basically keep your hands to yourself. And he, Danny also tells Ranger Roy, you made a really smart move by hiring him. And Ranger Roy, finally getting his breath back, turns to Danny and says, he's fired. It's like, he hasn't signed any paperwork. <laughs> you just hired him, fired him within the course of like less than five minutes. Oh my gosh. You just see Danny's just like, oh no. Oh, Dan, Joey's good luck has just taken a turn for the worse. Joe, he didn't know what he was doing. You made a real smart move by hiring him. He's fired. Everyone's just like, oh no, oh no. So now we go back to the house, and I love this bonding sesh between Becky and Steph watching the truck and tractor pull channel. And apparently, uh, whoever they wanted to win won because they slap high five. And Stephanie says, how did we even live without the truck and tractor pull network? And I like how Becky's like, I don't know. <laughs> and Sans tap shoes as they come in and turn the TV off. Ugh, Michelle, I would have been like, girl, I get you're angry, but you don't need to come in here doing that. And I think... Like, Becky's got a good handle on Michelle. She should have been like, Michelle, I understand you're mad, but that's not how we do things in this house. Sticks her finger right in Stephanie's face and says, Somebody stole my tap shoes. Of course, Stephanie just feigns innocence. Does that finger in, your, in my face mean that you think that I did that? Do you think it's me? And, of course, Michelle gets one of her patented, duh. Oh my gosh, she got such a reaction from the audience on that, duh. Laughing, applauding, oh my gosh, you think she's never said that word before, and I'm sure she has. Oh, no, Becky says, oh, Steph, what do you know about this? I'd be like, I don't know anything about any tap shoes. I'd be like, you know what, those tap shoes were mine. I let Michelle borrow them, and I can take them away whenever I want. All right, uh-huh. She's just as sad about it as Michelle is. And Michelle says, oh, please. She calls it a tap shoe tragedy. Cloud Nine. Of course he's excited. He doesn't know that he's just been um, 
<laughs> that job's been revoked. He's, he's like, howdy ho, Junior Rangers. Guess who's a new Ranger boy? Or more like Ranger Joe. And they're all excited for him. Like, all right, great, you got the job. And Joey starts, like, listing on his fingers all the good luck that he's had so far. So he starts listing all of uh, his, the things that gave him good luck today, like the newspaper strike, which luckily did not print that bad review, of his uh, comedy act. Then he won tickets to Donnie and Marie. Then a beautiful woman came over, fixed our cable, and I'm going out with her tonight. And he says, I'd pinch myself, but I'd probably just strike oil. Howdy ho, Junior Rangers. Guess who is the new Ranger Roy? All right. You guys talk about a lucky day. First, a newspaper strike saved me from a bad review. Then I won tickets to Donnie and Marie. Then a beautiful woman came over and fixed our cable, and she's going out with me tonight. I'd pinch myself, but I'd probably just strike oil. <laughs> So, Joey goes into the kitchen. He's just flying on cloud nine. Here comes DJ coming down the stairs and says, Oh my gosh, guys, you are never going to believe what I just found out. Yeah, she says, I found out why Uncle Jesse is so obsessed with finding cool names for the twins. If I were Becky, I'd be like, he gets to name one of them. He's not naming them both. I mean, she's doing all the work. She's the one carrying the baby for nine months. She should get to name one and have a say in what the other one is named. Like, nope, nope. Stephanie, by the way, is wearing black cowboy boots. <laughs> so, DJ called Grandma K, Grandma Kasopoulos. She called Irene, and Irene told her that Jesse's real name is Hermes. And they can't believe it. Becky says, I married a Hermes? Hermes Katsopoulos. And Michelle says, I have an uncle Hermes. Ew. I love how all three of them, Becky, Stephanie, and Michelle, are all like, Hermes? I find this very hard to believe. That apparently Jesse was teased so much in kindergarten, he begged his mother to change his name to Jesse. I don't think, I mean, what was his middle name? Was it Jesse? Was it Hermes Jesse? I don't think so. I am calling Kaka Poo Poo on that, that story. <laughs> oh, well, look, it's, Mich well, Stephanie's tap shoes, her old ones. Comets brought them in. He's discovered that they were taken outside and buried. Because Michelle shakes her finger and Comet and says, those are my tap shoes, drop them. And then Comet wanders off scene. <laughs> Jesse came in and says, hey, did you guys see what Comet dug up? And Stephanie's like, well, <laughs> you know how dogs like to bury things. And Jesse pulls out the Ziploc bag. And he says, oh, really? In a Ziploc bag? In a gross, just dirt-covered plastic bag. Okay, Michelle, you gotta stop wagging your finger in Stephanie's face. She says, Stephanie, care, you should be ashamed of yourself. Stephanie throws her hands up and says, all right, I did it. I, I, I couldn't take it anymore. The T for two, tap, tap, tap. T for two, tap, tap, tap. 
She just, yeah, she's just stomping up the stairs like I, I was, was either get rid of the tap shoes or lose my mind. Which, yeah. Who else had to put up with that, though? No one else is sharing a room with Michelle except for Stephanie. And if there were another bedroom underneath Stephanie and Michelle's room, they'd be hearing the clomping. Oh, Michelle lets it slip right after Stephanie goes upstairs. Thanks for finding my tap shoes, Uncle Hermes. And he's like, oh, don't worry, but what, what did you just call me? And Michelle says, Uncle Hermes, that's your name. <laughs> I love the audience reaction as soon, right after Jesse says, you're welcome. The audience just is like rolling on the floor laughing. Rolling on the floor laughing, applauding, screaming to the heavens, and just hilariousness. Of course, I love how Becky and DJ are just like, <laughs> and then and Jesse like cuts them a hard look like, I don't want to see any laughter coming out of your mouth. You either. <laughs> he points a finger in their direction, gives them a hard look, and he's like, okay, we won't laugh anymore. And Jesse asks, who told you my name was Hermes? And DJ says, Grandma. <laughs> Jesse said, she's lying. And Becky says, Jess, come on. And he's like, okay, it's Hermes. I mean, he reacts to the way, he reacts to his, that first name, like I react to my middle name. I've never been a huge fan of it. He started laughing again, he points a finger at him, like, okay, zip it. Greek god of swiftness, also his great-grandfather's name. He saved the whole town from destruction. He raced a river of lava down a mountain. Yeah, he raced a lava down a mountain barefoot so he could tell the whole town that it had erupted, which obviously they probably already knew that. Yeah, because apparently nobody was left in the town. They had all, like, evacuated. Like, who can miss a volcano? Yeah, they would have been long gone. That the name Hermes is equated with strength, courage, and really hot feet. And they're like, well, we're sorry for making fun of the name. I mean, if you, if you really, if it means that much to you. And even, they're like, well, Michelle asks, do you want us to call you Uncle Hermes? Now he's like, no, what am I, a geek? Yeah, he says, who among you would make fun of a name so bold and courageous as Hermes? You guys are gonna love this. I found out why Uncle Jesse is so obsessed with finding cool names for the twins. I called Grandma, and she said that Uncle Jesse's real name is Hermes. Hermes? I married a Hermes? I got an Uncle Hermes? Yep. He was teased so much in kindergarten that he begged Grandma to change it to Jesse. She would comment, Dugga? Well, you know how dogs like to bury things. In a plastic bag. Stephanie, you tell you should be ashamed of yourself. All right, I did. And I'm glad. All day long, it's been tea for two, tap, 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 tea for two, tap, tap. I couldn't take it anymore. It was either give rid of those tap shoes or lose my mind. 
Swiftness. That's also my great grandfather's name. I'll have you know he saved the whole town from destruction. And he raced a river of lava down a mountain barefoot. All right, he went to tell the whole town that the volcano had erupted. Of course, no one was left in the town because who could miss a volcano erupting? But the point I'm trying to make here is the name Hermes is equated with strength, courage, and very hot feet. <laughs> so now, who among you will make fun of a name so bold and so courageous as Hermes, huh? I'm sorry, honey. We didn't realize the name meant so much to Good. you. Did you want me to call you Uncle Honey? No, what am I, some kind of geek? <laughs> so, Danny comes in to the kitchen, finds Dan, uh, Joey at the table, turns out newspaper strikes over, so that's bad luck number one. It's like going boom, 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 boom. Um... <laughs> Because Danny's like, Joey, we, we get it. I gotta talk to you. And Joey's like, I get it. Yeah, the, the newspaper strike ran the review. Which I don't really care because I'm gonna be Ranger Joe. They can't touch me. So Danny tries to talk. It's like, Joey, listen to me. But the phone interrupts him. It's like, oh, hold on. I gotta get this call. Oh, yeah, he's still gotta pick up those Donnie and Marie tickets. But, oh, there's a catch he didn't realize. Come on, really? That doesn't even count. It's like, oh, well. And then he kind of puts the phone to his chest to tell Danny. Turns out my fourth cousin is a janitor at the radio station. I've been disqualified. All family members are just Fourth cousin? What even is that? That's not even remotely. I mean, that shouldn't even count. All family members are disqualified from winning the Donnie and Marie tickets. So pretty much anyone that works in this station, anyone that is related to any of those people that work at this station, whether they're a radio DJ or a janitor, and they're a fourth cousin, I mean, think of all that family. That's all connected. That That's nuts. <laughs> You're really, I don't know. Basically, here's his consolation prize, a KFLX sweatband. Yeah, I'll take that, I guess, if I don't really have a choice. Like, do you have any idea what you're doing? I have a date with a cable woman who desperately needs to see Donnie and Marie. And by you not honoring and giving me these tickets like I won fair and square by guessing Deputy Dog's weight... I can't believe it. I'd be like, you know what? You just lost yourself a listener, okay? Yeah. You can keep the sweatband. Oh, I mean, it's literally boom, boom, boom in the order of it happened. Now he's getting shut down. You know, the, the bad review lost out on those tickets. It's going to get worse, let me tell you. He's like, yeah, man, of all the rotten luck. 
And Danny says, yeah, uh, speaking of rotten luck, and then there's a knock at the door. So Linda's there, so Joey got bad news for you. He's like, oh, man, are they taking away the truck and tractor pull channel? Oh, oh my whole family is into that, sh- into that channel now. It's the network, not the chance, the track and tractor pull network. Yeah, she says worse. The whole cable is out. I thought she was going to say, I, I kind of sworn I thought it was something like the whole, like, block is out. Everyone's cable is out. Like, hilltop cable. I'd be like, man, wow, that is like the second time. Like, you know what? I think we're going to go with a different cable service. But then again, you basically would be stuck with whoever is in your area you can't be like well i'm gonna switch to such and such it's like well they do, do they service your area if they don't then you're pretty much stuck with that company or just not having cable i lived for 13 years without cable tv i basically had abc so i had my tgif i had my cbs which i really watched i had my nbc which i really didn't watch i had my fox i had my WGVU with your Sesame Street and Wishbone and what have you. I got by. I got by. I still had the Saturday morning cartoons. But hey, she's like, oh, but we're still on for that concert, right? Because, oh, I'm sorry, but oh, I actually don't have those tickets. Yeah, and she's irritated. That is so typical. Like, did you lie? I bet you never even had those tickets, did you? She's like, you were just using me. He's like, no, I wasn't. Seriously, I, I answered I, the question. I got, they, I was going to pick him up today. And then they told me my fourth cousin's a janitor, and now I'm disqualified. Oh, yeah, let's give her the consolation prize. Uh, no, seriously, hey, do you want a KFLX sweatband? And she's like, yeah, sure. Where is it? And he's like, well, I, I don't have it on me. And she's like, uh-huh, big shock. So she leaves. Joey shuts the door. And he's like, wow, if this wasn't my lucky day, I'd, I'd be a little blue right now. Danny says, Joey, sit down carefully, though. Like, the news I have to impart on you is it's not good. He tells Joey, I think Ranger Roy is having second thoughts on giving you the job. And Joey is just, he's surprised. Like, why? What did he say? And Danny says, well, he said you were fired. Like, hey, I didn't hear that, so that didn't happen. And Joey's like, well, what are you talking about? He loved me so much he was speechless. And Danny says, that's because he couldn't breathe. He has a, Danny says he has a condition known as acute physical paranoia. And then that kind of, Hits Joey like, oh no, I was on him like a piranha on a pork chop. Man, he pretty much blew the job for himself without even really realizing it. He wasn't taking any cues from Danny when Danny jumped in to shake his hand and was like, you can't touch him. He should have said, Joey, you need to keep your distance. You see how he's backing away from you? There's a reason. And Joey says, oh no! I had to stop that thank you telegram. And Danny says, Joey, how could a telegram hurt him? And Joey says, Danny, it's a hugogram. A man that dresses up in a bear suit and gives you great big bear hugs. They're like, Joey, ugh. 
Yeah, a guy dressed in a bear suit who hands you balloons and gives you great big bear hugs. I can tell you right now, that guy in 2020 would have been out of a job. He paid extra for the tummy rub. Joey, that is inappropriate. I don't like that. Tummy rub? No. No tummy rub. He's not a dog. He's a human being. Does anyone want their stomach rubbed? Because that is just... I mean, if you're... If you don't feel... If you don't feel good, you really want to have your stomach rubbed? If you're hyperventilating and blowing into a paper bag and you're having a you really want to be touched in any way with a stomach rub a, a, a bear hug I, I wouldn't the last thing i was like you keep your hands to yourself he's six feet away you can congratulate me over there leave the balloons <laughs> danny says <laughs> you know i'm no expert joey but uh i think your lucky streak is over <laughs> hey, hey, wow it was less than 24 hours that lucky streak Lucky slash unlucky streak. Joey says, maybe not. Maybe I still have a shot at that job. I gotta stop that bear. Joey, I gotta talk to you about something. I know. The newspaper strikes over and I got a bad review. But who cares? I'm gonna be Ranger Joe. They can't touch me. Joey, listen. Oh, hold on one second. Hello? Uh-huh. Well, I'll be down right away to pick up the tickets. Oh, no. My fourth cousin's a janitor at KFLX. All family know. members are disqualified from winning the Donnie Marie tickets. Uh-huh. Well, sure, I'll take a KFLX sweatband. Mm-hmm. Right. Phew, boy, of all the rotten luck. Yeah, speaking of rotten luck. Uh, just a second. Oh, hi, Linda. Joey, bad news. Oh, no, they're taking away my truck and tractor pull network, aren't they? Worse, the whole cable's out. But we're still on for that concert, right? Well, it turns out I don't have those tickets after all. That is so typical. You were just using me. No, I wasn't, I swear. Uh, you want a KFLX sweatband? Sure. Where is it? I don't have it right now. <laughs> oh, there's a shock. Boy, if this wasn't my lucky day, I'd be a little blue right now. Joey, sit down. Carefully. Look, um, I think Ranger Roy is having second thoughts about giving you the job. Why? What did he say? He said you were fired. What are you talking about? He loved me so much he was speechless. That's because he couldn't breathe. He has a condition known as acute physical paranoia. Oh, no. I was on him like a piranha on a pork chop. Oh, my God. I have to stop that thank you telegram I sent him. How could a telegram hurt? Danny, it's a hugogram. What? A guy dressed in a bear suit who hands you balloons and gives you a great big bear hug. I even paid extra for the tummy rub. I'm no expert, but I'd say your lucky streak is over. Maybe I can still get a second shot at that job. I gotta stop that bear. Alright, so here's what I'm looking at here. It says, so second cousins share a great-grandparent and third cousins share a great-great-grandparent. Subsequently, 
Fourth cousins share a great-great-great-grandparent, marking what is the fifth generation in your family tree. Another thing is, are fourth, are fourth cousins blood-related? With fourth cousins, where only 0.2% of genetic material is shared, the cousin is 99.8% stranger, and only 0.2% related, so the... Oh, well, never mind. I can see where that's going. Um... <laughs> Wow, I always, the whole twice removed thing is just absolutely weird. So now we go down to the Ranger Royce set, and we see this guy, I love this bear costume, it is really, really cute. The bear, it's a brown bear with big adorable eyes, he's got balloons, he's got a big old red ribbon under his neck, he's got a little bit of a paunch. So... The guy is, the kids are there too. And Ranger Roy's like, oh, for me? And yeah, and then the bear says, and a hugogram from Joey Gladstone. And he grabs Ranger Roy, who lets go of the balloons. And Joey comes in just in time and says, stop that bear. And he's like trying to pull the guy off of him, saying, it's a mistake, okay? Get off of him. And he says, the man can't stand to be touched. The guy in the bear suit says, hey, buddy. And then Joey says, I still owe you for the tummy rub. And the guy's like, yeah, you do. And this guy in the bear suit comes in. He is literally jumping over children to get to Ranger Roy. These kids are all sitting on stumps. There's one, two, three, four, five. And then, of course, Michelle and Teddy will come in shortly. This guy, you gotta watch. Oh, he literally, when he moves, the guy in the bear suit, when he moves his arm, he basically swings his arm around, like, hitting this kid on the top of the head. That's why I, I wonder why that kid put his head to his hand. Or he put his hand to his head. This poor blonde-haired boy with the white shirt with the, the blue diamonds on it is just rubbing his head. Like, ow. So... Roy goes and sits in the the director chair off to the side there so he can be, you know, calm, so he can calm down and everything. And, and yeah, and Danny's got Michelle and Teddy there, and he's like, oh, Ranger Roy, uh, I guess you got your bear hug. And he, like, lowers the paper bag and just, like, kind of rolls his eyes like, <sighs> this has got to be traumatizing for these children to see that man do. And then this guy with the, the, the hugogram thing, oi. Danny tells the kids, go find a stump. <laughs> this stagehand who's got a headset on says, why don't like five seconds, Tanner, cover for him. Like, you're just putting whoever? And, <laughs> and Danny's like, what, me? And, and then Roy's like, here, take Meryl. Danny, and the guy's like literally pushing him onto the stump saying, Danny's like, I don't know anything about puppets. I mean, other than if you put them in the washer, their their eyes fall off. And apparently the guy's like, good enough. I don't care. The guy's like, you're on. And five, four, three, two, one. And then the Ranger Roy. And then Danny's got the little puppet and he's smiling. He's being really hammy right now with the facial expressions. So Danny says, howdy-ho, Junior Rangers. And Michelle says, howdy-ho, Danny. And Teddy, of course, where's Ranger Roy? He, he's, uh, he's taking a little breather. 
Ranger Dan. Betty with a billion questions. If you're a ranger, where's your uniform? It's at the dry cleaners, Teddy. No more questions. No, he says, I'm an, I, he's a, <laughs> Merle says, he's an undercover ranger. And Danny says, thank you, Earl. And Merle says, it's Merle. So Danny says, all right, I'm going to introduce you to a deputy ranger. Everybody say hi to Ranger Joe. And <laughs> Joey says, no, thank you, Ranger Dan. And Danny says, well, everybody, what? Ranger Joe doesn't realize that this is his big moment to actually be somebody and maybe get this job. Joey, no, your luck has not run out. It'll be fine. No time like the present to turn it around. And Danny says, there's a good lesson to be learned here, boys and girls. I like how he grabs Joey by the shoulders and says, you make your own luck in this crazy world. Crazy mixed up world. And as Joey take the center stump. I just, it sounds so much better than Ranger Roy. No disrespect to Ranger Roy, but I like Ranger Joe better. All right, so he's still got Mr. Woodchuck there, which is awesome. It's like, hey, Junior Rangers, what do you say? We say hello to the hippest critter in the enchanted forest, Mr. Woodchuck. So he introduces the kids to Mr. Woodchuck and asks Mr. Woodchuck how he enjoys living in the enchanted forest so far. And, of course, he does the wood joke with the looking up, down, left, right. Wood. I've never seen so much wood. It's a joke like, oh, it kind of reminds me where I'm from. Oakland. Uh, you see Danny and Ranger Roy off to the side really enjoying the show. Oh, he's going to tell a Mr. Woodchuck joke. He does the knock-knock, who's there, Isidore. Isidore who? Isidore made of wood. Everyone knows that joke. Much walk into that joke. Run in one minute. Ranger Roy for me? <laughs> and a hologram from Joey Gladstone. <laughs> That'll stop that bear. Get off him, it's a mistake. Get off him. The man can't stand to be touched. <laughs> Sorry about this. I still owe you for the tummy rub. Yeah, you should. Ranger Roy. Hey, uh, guess you got your bear hug, huh? <laughs> Kids, why don't you uh, go find a stump? <laughs> We're on in 15 seconds. Tanner, cover for him. Me? Take <laughs> Merle! I don't know anything about puppets. Except if your machine wash them, their eyes come off. That's good enough. You're on. In five, four, three, two. Ranger Roy. Ranger Roy. chance to be someone. Forget it, my luck's run out. Ah, there's a good lesson to be learned here, boys and girls. You make your own luck in this crazy mixed up world. Sit down, buddy. Kids, let's all give a big howdy ho to Ranger Joe. 
comes on and he says howdy ho junior rangers and they're all like howdy ho ranger roy so joey pretty much gets ready to head out like ranger roy's back i'm going to the enchanted unemployment office so ranger roy says no 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 not so fast and then he bends down i like how he bends down to the kids level and says kids this is the last show for Merle and me. And they're all like, oh. And he says, but the good news is, Ranger Joe is taking over. Kids all cheer at that. I love it. He's like, gosh, golly gee, you really mean it, Ranger Roy? And he's like, yeah, hey, the smiles on these kids' faces, that's proof enough for me that I'm making the right decision. Official Ranger hat. Now he's looking the part, just needs a uniform next. Joey says, wow, it fits in everything. This is the luckiest day of my life. Joey says, let's, all right, kids, let's give Ranger Joe a great big bear hug. And the kids all jump on Joey. It looks like Ranger Roy's back in the Enchanted Forest, so I'll just take a hike to the Enchanted Unemployment Office. Not so fast. I have an announcement. This show is the last one for Merle and me. Oh. But the good news is, Ranger Joe is taking over. Yeah. Oh, shucks, golly, you really mean it, Ranger Roy? The smiles on these faces show me that I made the right choice. So, here's your official Ranger hat. Wow, it fits in everything. This is the luckiest day of my life. Okay, kids. Now let's give Ranger Joe a great big bear hug. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well that is the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Yes, that is the very last episode in the Joey's Comedic Career Journey series. Best outfit? I'm giving it to Mr. Woodchuck. I just absolutely loved his teal suit jacket with the uh, the fuchsia. <clears throat> Worst outfit? Giving it to Stephanie. <laughs> yellow sweater with the black cowboy boots and the black shirt with the white daisies just very very not good (laughs) 
Uh, Tanner Teachable moment for this episode. It's like, hey. With Stephanie, it's like, hey. You had to have known that that was eventually going to no annoy you. Just maybe don't pass along something to your little sister that you share a room with, by the way, is going to eventually annoy you with. Like, it's going to come back to bite you. With, with Joey, it's like, yeah, sometimes we have those, is, you know, red-letter days where everything's going great and things are going your way, but then there are days, like, you know, just, I guess, ride the, ride the, Ride the good luck while you got it, and then just uh, brace yourself for when your day's not going so great. I mean, honestly, I would say for days that aren't going great, just, I guess, try to look at the, if you can find a positive <laughs> in, in that, I'd say, you know, that's the thing that's going to help you get your, keep your head above water. Um, and, yeah, hey. Yeah, you know, that is very interesting. Where Stephanie wanted to change her name from Stephanie to Dawn in the last episode, Jesse supposedly, I'm not really, this does not hold a lot of weight. Jesse's name being Hermes and his mom changing it to Jesse. Like, I, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Because we never heard about this ever again. Because I thought there's something else that had to do with Jesse's brought up the name Hermes before. Oh, the name Stavros has been brought up before in the um, last dance episode. And then all of a sudden Stavros comes up. But the character Jesse and Papuli are talking about that Stavros is not the Stavros we see in the next episode. So, okay. The next, or should I say last series of episodes I'll be doing four full hollows before the one hour series finale is going to be entitled the not so great of season eight and the first episode i will be doing of that is ugh, dj's choice episode 12 i'm sorry <laughs> i'm not looking forward to these episodes dj's choice which aired january 5th 95 nelson and viper compete to be dj's boyfriend oi and Nelson hires Frankie Valley, who plays himself, to serenade her. Michelle leads the family on a crusade to clean up a vandalized playground. And then from there, we'll go to episode 16 in Air Jesse. After being recruited by DJ to play in a charity basketball game, Jesse gets tips from Kareem Abdul Jabbar. And of course, the last episode, episode 20, Up on the Roof, which aired March 14th, 1995. DJ wanting to be, DJ wanting to do an elaborate senior prank lifts her principal's car onto the roof of the school using a crane. Becky offers to teach Michelle to cook. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes, and those are the last three episodes of Full House that I will ever be covering until we wrap up the podcast in December would be series finale two-parter which I'm doing in one so all right again I hope you enjoyed this episode I'll be back in December with the not so great of season eight again IMO in my opinion if you like the episodes great not particular favorites of mine <laughs> in fact some of the side plots I've most likely forgotten what those are so 
Have a great weekend. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving, and we'll see you in December. Bye-bye, everyone.